0: Howdy Do Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary.
1: My name's Adam. And
0: welcome to episode 303. Yes.
2: One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then,
3: there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in
0: all your beliefs, and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.
3: Our lives are different
0: Hey, 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 Doctor Who fans. It's episode 303. Welcome back to another week. Hope you're all keeping healthy and safe. You've had a cracking week and you've all managed to do something Doctor Doctor Who related. related. Yes, I think a few people might have this week. Just a few. Mm. Mabes. Yeah. It's been a good week for the old classic Who.
1: Has been a good week, hasn't it?
0: Certain Doctor in particular, Mr Pertwee. We'll come on to that in a second. Welcome aboard, everybody. It's, um, yeah, it's been a quiet old week again, you know, for Doctor Who. I'm getting sick of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sick of saying it. We need something, dude. We need the bee to pull their finger out, basically. We've been in like a kind of, obviously, we've been in a lockdown situation for a while now. However, that doesn't stop those dudes over at the BBC from tapping away on the old computers, you know, doing (laughs) stuff. The only thing that we have is we have, it's really weird because it feels like they're trying to um, trickle feed things out on the official YouTube channel. And interestingly enough, actually on the, on the official Sarah Jane adventures, YouTube channel, um, they were almost in tandem with our reviews, you know,
1: I didn't even know there was one. Yeah.
0: So what they do is uh, every week they they post a little 2-minute clip. Oh. And it's just a uh, you know it's an interesting thing like this cool scene from Sarah Jane Adventures episode whatever. And they're almost in tandem they finished doing those now and the last video that they put out was like um like a 4 or 5 minute overall Sarah Jane Adventures um video which is really nice. Yeah. And, uh, and that was really cool because I think they were about an episode in front of ours, our reviews, roughly. And um, yeah, but on the official Doctor Who channel, they keep, they keep putting out these, um, these clips. And every time I see that there's a new video added, I'm like, oh, sweet. Is this? Because every now and then they'll put a trailer out for maybe one of the Blu-ray classic box sets, you know, and that kind of thing. And they're really cool. Yeah, but yeah. when I see that there's a new video added, I'm like, oh, cool. What's this going to be? And it ends up being like, Oh, you remember that time when, when the doctor faced off against the Pating or remember this scene where the doctor, you know, it's, it's like these real generic little one minute 40 second clips and it's just, oh yeah. So they're just recycling like, you know, these old updates and these old things like that. So you can tell that that's absolutely right. Well, hmm. we said that we keep this intern on. (laughs) <laughs> but there's really nothing for them to do because the website's up to date. If everyone's ever been to the official Doctor Who website, I think it's Doctor um, DoctorWho.tv is the official BBC Doctor Who website. And um, that gets updated every now and then. You know, there's nothing too crazy. it. it's more of a, in my opinion, that website's more of an archive for like information. If you want to find mm. out about a certain alien or past doctors or whatever, you know, they've got a little bit of blurb on there and stuff like that. So there's not really a lot to do. For the people at the BBC who are managing like the f- the outward facing Doctor Who stuff, so yeah, the old interns are like, Whoa. we can't really fire them because you know the BBCs just gets enough bad press over the last year or two as it is. We can't just fire interns, so we'll just get them knocking up the odd YouTube clip and they can sort <laughs> that out. So it just feels like the whole thing just feels really lackluster from the official, and it's been like that for so long now. And I think it's um.
1: It's turning into that cabinet from Forbidden Planet, isn't it? Oh, Just man. Just gathering dust.
0: Man, you read my mind. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like that. Anyone that's um, listened to our show for a while, for a few years now, mm-hmm. you'll know about... I, I don't even know if it's there anymore, is it? It's not. It's, it's got, not, right. So, finally
1: collapsed.
0: Yeah, so Adam and I, we used to call <laughs> this cabinet the Cabinet of Woe, where uh, <laughs> at the Forbidden Planet Superstore, the the, the biggie in London. They, um, years ago, I'm talking like five, six, maybe seven years ago, they had quite a substantial Doctor Who section there. You could go in and they had loads of t shirts, loads of All figures, wall, collectibles, yeah. the whole lot, really good. And then they just, as the years went on, they just chopped it and chopped it until it became this tiny little section. And, um, but one of the things that was there was this glass cabinet. And, um, years ago it was stocked with loads of stuff like, um, different figures, Titan block uh, boxes, like mini busts, you know, really some really cool stuff. The teapot there's a good one, the Doctor Who yes. teapot. Yes,
1: always had the teapot. Yeah. And
0: uh, over the years that just got so bad. And I remember <laughs> the one time, um, I, actually, I think it was one of those times where you had gone in there the same weekend or the same week as I did. Yeah, and we both commented on it how atrocious it was. But um, (laughs) the the last time I saw that cabinet, there was about three little Titan figures in there. There was an old Captain Jack Torchwood bust that came out in like two thousand and nine or something, and then there was this uh, two uh, figures from character. There was the Matt Smith um, character, and then there was an Amy uh, character, but she had fallen over yeah so she was lying on her side, and that was it. It was really dusty. None of the labels matched what was in the cabinet, and it looked absolutely it, it was almost like um some dude that collected Doctor Who years ago, but had just abandoned his house <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it had been ransacked, and that was just the state of it. It was like, yeah, there's the odd thing lying around, but you know, nothing's really <laughs> matching anything. Dude, the cabinet of woe.
1: Oh. I know I missed that cabinet. I'm wondering what it will be like when, when they reopen. Um, because the last time I went into FP I in, mean, I didn't think the doctor section could get any smaller, but it had, it sort of shrunk to this one tiny side panel of the wall right at the back of the shop. I mean, you, you could so easily not even see it. Um, but I know they've started doing loads of like exclusive t-shirts, like they're doing this master range and the time of Victoria stuff. And I'm, I'm hoping the next time we go in, it's, uh, fleshed out a bit more i don't know because they, they mm. keep moving it around now don't they this the dot two section used to be like almost one entire wall at the as you walked in and it's yeah reduced to this thing at the back um so it'd be interesting to see you know what well i mean the cabinet will never come back we'll never you know those days <laughs> oh. are gone uh but uh yeah it'd be <laughs> interested to see what the dot two section looks like talking of merch though um although fp are doing their t-shirts and they're doing some cool exclusive stuff um Funko have just announced that they're dropping the Doctor Who range. So they're mm-hmm. vaulting it, as they call it. The Doctor yep. Who range has been vaulted by Funko, which is uh, it's, it's sad, uh, because Funko, whether you love or hate them, is a massive brand. I mean, everywhere you go, you see Funko's... <clears throat> they do so many different ones from every single program and film you could ever imagine. I mean, even some really obscure stuff. And uh, they've done some good Doctor Who ones over the years, to be fair. Um but, yeah, the, apparently they're not going to be doing any more, I guess, because sales figures have gone down or whatever, um, which is a shame because I was really hoping that one day we'd get a, a, a six-doctor Funko. I really felt like that would be probably one of the best Funkos ever, just to have a six-doctor in his colourful costume Funko would would have been awesome, and a McCoy one with his little umbrella because um, we got okay. a couple of classy doctors. We got a good first-doctor one, I remember he uh, was cool did, yeah
0: with the with the the cane the walking stick
1: yeah yeah because some funko's look better than others don't they because yeah. they give them those dead eyes <laughs> you know i think that's what a lot of people don't like is they look a bit every they can look a bit generic but every <laughs> now and again you get one and you think oh actually that that is cool i do like it it suits you know suits the design if you like and i remember the first doctor one was cool um what other classic doctors did we get i know we got we got, we four, got tom got four, yeah, of course yeah. yeah
0: i got a couple of him
1: yeah, he um, got him. Yeah, and I think there we, was a. There was a cool K nine one.
0: Yep, they didn't do all the classic Doctors, though. I, no, I don't they didn't, think we no. got a Pertwee or a Trouton. I no, could be don't wrong, think we did. I don't no, think we don't did. Don't uh, we mean. didn't get Davis. And I have, do you know what? It might have only been um, Hartnell and, and Tom Baker. I think in the yeah. classic in the, in the classic, classic yeah. I could be wrong with that because I kind of no, drifted I away think from you're Funko right. pops yeah, after you're a while. Right um having said that i did buy a few star wars ones the other day but um did you yeah so the the doctor who one man do you know what from funkos but and it's the same thing with forbidden planet it's not their fault that they had to keep you know chopping off how large the doctor who section was because as we've discussed loads of times over the last few years it's just the then the amount of cool merch coming from the bbc or their outsource things with character or whatever it just seems to be getting less and less as every year, even though the show's still going and there's new aliens and there's new things and there's new stuff that they could do, it just merchandise just doesn't seem to be on their like their radar to to, to focus on it at all like they did back in the um the Russell T. Davis era. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame really, but
1: Yeah, I mean, there has been some stuff in the Jodie era, I think, which would have perfectly lent itself to a Funko, you know. Uh, I mean, the Bating, I think, (laughs) as soon as we saw it, we felt like it was just designed just to be a toy. And I think we did get a Funko of it. We did. A a limited one, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Um, But no toy of it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that, yeah, it's just the the range itself. Uh, Titans as well, you mentioned. Now, you know know how mad I am about the blind boxes, the Titan figures. I have bought millions of those things. (laughs) Um, But I watched a really interesting video with the guy from Titan. Uh, He was at a toy fair, and they did an interview with him about what's coming out this year. And, you know, when shops reopen and stuff, and he was talking about the ranges they're really excited about. And the interviewer, the first thing he said was like, "Um, so we're going to see some more Doctor Who. (laughs) And he's like, I don't think we're going to see any this year no he's like no we've kind of doctor who this year i can't remember the reasons he gives he's very diplomatic about it but he's basically mm-hmm. saying but the answer was no there'll be no new doctor mm-hmm. who titans this year uh, and i sort of yeah a little a little pang in my heart because i do love the time figures um but i kind of get it you know i mean the, the, the doctor who range from them has really dwindled they, they were really strong for a while around the 50th Mm -hmm. oh yeah remember all the oh that they did the classic doctors range which was just brilliant of all the classic doctors i went crazy when they brought those out and then it's sort of after the 50th and that kind of dwindled a little bit um so yeah so no no more funko's no more titans but the classic range still going very strong uh so you mentioned it earlier i guess there are so many listeners out there that have received their season eight sets uh this week or some people like yourself actually got it on was it friday or saturday you got it of last week
0: yeah i got mine on friday last week
1: friday yes yeah, so you got yeah. yours early so yeah I, I didn't get my i got mine on monday which was the official uh, day of release mm-hmm. and um oh man the anxiety in me because i always worry about it's going to arrive with a little dent in the corner so <laughs> only one of my sets to be fair um, has got a ding in it and it's a tiny one it's nothing really but it's weird how every time I get that set out my eye just gravitates towards the top corner because it's got that tiny little crease in it. I don't know why it bugs me um, so yeah the anxiety of like seeing everyone with these sets and they all looked perfect I was my whole Twitter feed on Saturday was just filled with season 18. And uh, I knew mine was arriving Monday because I got a, a text in the Royal Mail saying, we've received your parcel from HMV. It will be, you know, it's, it's on its way. I think, like, okay, if it's coming Monday. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, that anxiety of like <laughs> the box arriving and I could see the actual card box was a tiny bit dented. But, no, it's thank goodness it, it arrived in perfect condition. Uh, oh, nice. It's, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful set. I think, now I've got it in hand. I think this might be my favourite cover so far. I, I literally, I, this is no exaggeration, I have not stopped staring at it. I love this um, cover by Lee Binding, this this John Pertwee cover. I think it's the background behind him. Just, It just looks amazing. It's I absolutely great. love yeah. this cover. I mean, they're all good, but there's something about this one that really just... I don't know. I can't stop staring at it. Maybe just because it's new, but uh, yeah. So, what special features have you watched so far, or have you dived into the episodes? Which, how much of it have you watched?
0: All right. So, I've only watched one of the special features so far, and that was in conversation, the Matthew Sweet. Oh yes, Katie. Katie Manning. Yeah, which was very good. She's so sweet.
1: Oh, she's great.
0: Yes, um, and then the only other uh, I've watched one of the um, uh, the de- uh, the demons, demons, the demons.
1: Uh, yes. Well, yeah I was going to say it's funny that because I think it's pronounced demons I think so and, yeah. and one of the things I've always kicked myself is in the video I did um, where I went to the location, uh, Oldborn, I call it the demons and every time I watch that video <laughs> I'm like, oh I can't believe I said it wrong and I say it a couple of times throughout the video, but I don't feel so bad now because I notice on the trailer that Katie did for the set. I think she says demons yeah you think yeah, she does. Yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking. Oh well, okay, maybe you know. I guess it's like uh, tomato, tomato, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's. Yeah, it's not a biggie.
0: Don't lose any sleep over that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, she's very sweet. She's very oh, sweet, she's and you baby. can tell that she um, just by the way that she answers some of the questions and the way that she's she talks with Matthew, it's like it's she has so much love for John Pertwee. It's yeah off the scale. Like she adored him by the by the sound of it and uh yeah it's it's lovely so I need, I need to crack on with the rest of it the other the next two that i've got on the radar to watch next is a devil's weekend i think it's called where mm. katie and john levine they go to Oldbourne and have a look around and, and do that stuff and then the behind the sofa which is always a good laugh and and stuff like that so yeah that's on the on the to-do list for this weekend and then obviously i'm going to watch uh, the other stories on there but it's uh they've done a decent job mate with the the transfer again it looks they haven't overdone like it's not one of those things we're like oh wow that's over sharpened or doesn't look like the original it still looks like the original story but yeah it looks and sounds very cool and i haven't noticed any errors yet you know sometimes with these sets i
1: know i've been worried that yeah. i keep waiting for someone to find something wrong with it but yeah touch wood yeah not yet uh, although there's a couple of misprinted booklets i i guess you've checked your booklet have you yeah, on, people's um, yeah. booklet. They sort of it goes from page one to nine, and then it starts at page one again, and they're missing like ten to twenty-five or something. I don't know. It's a couple of misprinted booklets, but <clears throat> as far as I know, no problems with the sets themselves as yet. Touch wood.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the other stories, but certainly the the daemons. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, There's no issues with that that I've seen. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I, I've watched, so obviously I've only had a couple of days to watch mine and I've, I've um, gone straight into the special features because I've seen the stories loads of times and I look forward to watching them all remastered and I hear that the new effects are good as well because I'm never a, a big fan of them giving the new effects. I'm quite happy to watch the how it was broadcast. I just think that's part of the charm. But I hear that the new effects in Auton, you know, in, uh, in the Auton Evasion are really good with the doll. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that. But I've watched um, a couple of the Behind the Sofas, uh, the first two, and it's really nice to have Sasha and uh, Lee. Is that what you saying? I'm never sure how to pronounce the name. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. the Rani. Rani, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rani on there. Um, it's great to see them, and it's really interesting to see Sasha watch um, Delgado's Master because he says he, you know, he didn't want to watch any before he took over the part because he, you know wanted to do his own take on it. But he's, I, I, I can see that he's loving Degard as well. you just, you can tell by the way he's watching him and commenting on him that he's like thinking, wow, this guy, you know, he, he comments on how still he is. He's like, God, my master, I'm crazy. And this guy's so <laughs> calm. And still, and I'm thinking, I really hope he picks up a few little pointers from that. Cause I think I said it in our review. I, I really like Sasha as the master. Mm-hmm. But I would love it if he was just a little bit more toned down, like, you know, a little bit more Delgado-like. And I could just see that he's fallen in love with Delgado's master just from the behind the sofa. So, yeah, that was cool to see. And the only other thing I've watched from it is the Terence Dick, uh, Dicks documentary. Oh, with uh, Frank Skinner. With Frank Skinner. Yeah. Oh, mate, you're in for a real treat. Yeah, it looks good. You're in for an absolute treat. It starts off, like, you think it's just going to be... So Frank walks down the street and he's talking about Terence um and then he meets up with a couple of other writers like rob Sherman and paul cornell in a in a library and they sit around a table and talk about the memories of terence and you think that's gonna be it oh no it then sort of goes into other things which i'm not gonna ruin because um it, it's something i think you know if you haven't seen it, i don't want to spoil it but it's a really really lovely uh tribute to terence and it will bring a little tear to your eye i think and the thing that comes through most of it is Terence's um, friendship with Barry Letts was just so strong. Um, it's just a, br- it's just another absolutely cracking documentary. You know that fits in with the J and T one, and um, what was the other one they did that was really good. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's just a brilliant documentary. You're gonna love it when you see it. And um, without giving too much away. The room that Terence used to sit in and write all the Doctor Who scripts and, and target books and stuff. He used to have a, a key so he'd lock it and his wife never got to go in there. Yeah, you know, it was like his little room. <laughs> well
0: his little man cave.
1: His little man cave. Yeah, <laughs> wait wait till you see it. Um because his wife says when Terence died, you know, she finally got the key because she was never allowed in there. She finally got the key and she lets she lets Frank go in there. And um, wow, oh, wow. <laughs> it's you're just gonna love it because it's it's kind of just yeah.
0: Sounds it, awesome. Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna say it anymore. It's it's just it's kind of how you imagine me and you living at Terence's <laughs> age. It's just like wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> you're gonna good. love that documentary, dude. I can't honestly. I just loved it from start to finish. So yeah, I'm like you. know, I can't wait to dive into the rest now. I'm really looking forward to the old old born uh, mm-hmm. revisit and also there's one where some writers travel around some locations
0: oh that's called um the direct route it's um yeah uh, graham harper tim coombe and michael bryant the directors they go on like a big road trip and they go through a lot of the locations from season eight and uh and they just chat around what it was like directing doctor who in the 70s and stuff so yeah that, that sounds really good as well actually
2: yeah Yeah,
1: that's another one i'm looking forward to because obviously i love my locations and stuff so it's it's just another beautiful set and the the amount of effort that's gone into it is is incredible um it's this is why my friend texted me yesterday and said oh i I didn't pre-order it and i'm trying to find one do you know where i can get one i'm like well no it's sold out everywhere before it even got released so i told him to try argos because apparently they're going to get some but um But it amazes me. He was saying, why are they so limited? And I'm like, well, I don't know, because they put so much effort into them. There is so much sort of love poured into them. It does seem strange to, you know, limit them so much. I don't know. Um, And I think we all thought they were going to be reissued as standard, in standard boxes, didn't we? Which I don't know if that's going to happen. I keep hearing that this is the last time it's going to be reissued on physical media, which i can totally see the bbc doing that because i don't think they've got a clue when it comes to these things but um i don't know anyway it's yeah there's a lot of love gone into it and uh i can't wait to watch the rest I really can't i'm going to be doing that this afternoon yeah, <laughs> driving my yeah. other half mad because i'm like don't even think of coming near the television <laughs> <laughs> this is mine all week
0: <laughs> yeah cool i think um yeah i think it must have something to do with a, a, a monetary thing you know i think uh I think the BBC needs to, because I don't think it's relatively cheap to do these. I don't think it's mega bucks, but at the same time, I don't think it's cheap at all to put these together. So I think they need to absolutely guarantee that they're going to sell. The last thing they want is to have buckets of these just knocking around on the shelves everywhere, because everyone's got one, and then there's like a surplus of stock, and that's not making them any money at all. So I think Mm -hmm. they need, it's one of those things where... It's like now if you go into a, like a HMV or something like that, you're bound to see, uh, or Forbidden Planet, you know, you're know, you bound to see loads of editions of the old DVD plastic hoos. You know, plus you'll probably see like the Eccleston box set and one of the Tenant box sets. You'll see them still on shelves in mm. places like that. And they're just not, you know, they're a bit more mass market. But with these, I just don't think they can afford to be in that situation because then i don't think they're cheap to do so they need to make sure that they're 100 percent going to get their money back and then some
1: yeah yeah that's I, what I it get feels it. like yeah 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 it makes sense i mean ebay there's loads on ebay people you know these people that buy up multiple copies and that there's loads on ebay it's silly prices but i just hope i think from what i've seen a lot more people manage to get their hands on the, the you know proper fans <laughs> people actually wanted it <laughs> rather than fans, yeah. this time i yeah. saw so many people had it which is good so hopefully everyone who's wanted one's got one yeah yeah yeah. Great.
0: yeah and then lastly i didn't watch this version of it but there is a 90 minute sort of movie style omnibus version of the Damons on there as well
1: oh yeah that's right which, yes i saw that yeah well, i so, watched it but yeah
0: yeah so i won't watch that soon because i watched the Damons. um over the weekend, but um, I might revisit that at some point and just see what the editing's like and how that flows as like one one film kind of hour and a half thing. Looks pretty cool. But yeah, dude, it's a yeah. lovely set, isn't it? It's a really nice... Uh, they all it's are. Nice... They're all nice. But this one, yeah, the cover just screams. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me some more. Look <laughs> it at It <me>. does.
1: <laughs> it's a nice big thick set as well, isn't it? When you put it alongside the others, mm-hmm. it's a big chunky box, this one. I think it's got a bit more might have an extra disco i don't know but it looks chunky yeah Yeah. it looks good
0: i think you put a picture on on twitter of your shelf showing it with all the others and it does look like a chunky little little dude yeah
1: that's right
0: yeah uh right before we crack on with um some news we've got one bit of news and not really news it's just uh something that was picked up in an interview and then we're on to our review of um some sarah jane stuff before we do that, though, remember to um, follow our podcast on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on. I have to stop saying subscribe now. Apple Apple podcasts have just, well, they're about to change their wording. So oh. you don't subscribe to podcasts anymore. A lot like Spotify and those other apps you follow. So we'd love to have you as a follower on the podcast and whatever app you get your podcast on. Uh, there are links on the website. or just do a search for us. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every single Friday. And we are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, links on the website. And uh, talking of the website, nip over there, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our episodes on there. Plus, you can link off to those socials and stuff. And we have a free Discord server. Um, Come and uh, join that. Come and hang out and chat Doctor Who over there. And also, talking of our Titan uh, stories and that sort of thing, remember to go and check out loads of those things. On Adam's channel, over on YouTube, The Geek's Handbag.
1: Yes, come and give me a follow. A follow, yes. (laughs) Come and follow me.
0: Yes, Adam's got some really cool videos recently, um, so go and check those out. But then the year's worth of really cool videos. And um, he's done quite a few Titan unboxings, like some blind unboxings. Not just Doctor Who, some other ones as well. Uh, So go and check out Adam's stuff. And he's on the socials as well. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, under the same name. Uh, Right. Let's land her and do a bit of news. All righty. So, over at the Radio Times, the theradiotimes.com, by the way, there was an interview that went out on International Women's Day, which was yesterday, I think, the 9th. Yep. Uh, Joe Martin was talking about uh, some stuff and she happened, as expected, to stumble on the subject of Doctor Who. And uh, she was saying that uh, she would, somebody said, uh, would you be up for basically coming back and doing more Doctor Who? And she said, of course. She's really up for it. She's like, of course, of course. Uh, She said, what's not to like about that? I would absolutely love it. And they've got John Bishop there now, haven't they? And she's a big fan. And she says, I want to do a scene with him for sure. Then she added that uh, I think there's so much more story. Uh, What they set up uh, opens up a world where they've not fully explored yet with Doctor Who. Uh, And then she goes on to say, uh, and you don't want to waste that costume. Uh, That costume, it's a real waste of a costume because it's so swaggy, you know. And uh, so I think that costume needs to be worn again by me. And, uh, and then she says, if there's no space for the Fugitive Doctor, she calls it, uh, in the next series, then she wants Chris Chibnall to do a spin-off. She's like, uh, you can have a world of different spin-offs uh, and things happening, and they're all part of the same world, like Marvel, she told Ooh. the Radio Times. Now, dude, this is really interesting, because somebody in our Discord server the other day said, what's all this class business? And I immediately jumped on it and said, look, it's bloody dreadful. It's beeping dreadful. Uh give it a go if you're bored. Literally, if you've got if you've watched every single thing on Netflix, on Amazon, on Disney Plus, if you've watched everything and you are literally sat there staring at the ceiling, going insane, twiddling your thumbs, then give class a go. Otherwise, it's absolutely dreadful. And one of the things that we spoke about was this whole connected universe thing. Yeah. And Joe mentions this, like, you know, they could do it as a a decent spin off like Marvel and we've seen Marvel do that really well now not just with their movie line of things but the recent WandaVision and the upcoming um, Winter Soldier and you know that kind of thing so you could see that working and i think we spoke about it very briefly on our episode 300 roundtable with our writers i think i think somebody i think it was mark that picked up on the whole Marvel thing so yeah. she does make a good point because i think if you can do that right i don't Mm -hmm. think they did that right with class at all which which is why i mentioned talking about class it was kind of like they labeled it as in the world of doctor who but other than the cameo from capaldi in episode one it could have just been any generic sci-fi show they didn't really leverage the whole uh world of thing very well but i think if they do it if if it's done correctly a bit like sarah jane really if it's done correctly like that then this could be a belter my only reservation with it is that if you have two shows featuring two doctors that could be a potentially a bit of a Mm. you know competing for 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 airtime kind of thing but what do you think dude like maybe well what do you think about her either coming back into the show proper as just like another episode or two or her having her own spin-off it's quite interesting
1: yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm all up for it because I, I liked, um, I liked her as the doctor. I kind of gravitated towards her very quickly um, as the doctor, and she's got a better TARDIS interior. Her TARDIS on the outside looks better. Oh, the interior, <laughs> of, man. Bloody yeah, the interior no. and the outside looked great. Um, she was just a, she just had a lot of screen presence. I thought so. Yeah, I'd be up for this well, totally. Um, the thing is, I can't see it happening though, just because of. I, I can't see the BBC doing a... Yeah, it would be too confusing for people. It's like, well, is she the Doctor? You know, I just can't see it. So in the same way that they won't do a, an Eighth Doctor spin-off. You know, the the whole reasoning behind that is because, no, we can't have two Doctors, two different Doctors on screen, you know, at the same time. It just doesn't work. And so, again, I would love... I mean, I'd love to see that as well, like an Eighth Doctor adventure spin-off. You know, McGann still looks great. could still totally play that part. Um... And but yeah so I think it's the same thing with Joe Martin I think it would be great it would be fun but I can't see it happening um, I can see her coming back into the series though and I think it'd be a real shame if she didn't pop up again because um, yeah there's so much potential in her Doctor I think so yeah I'm totally up for it I, I just I don't know I just don't know how they would work around it in terms of a spin-off but yeah I hope she pops up again in the series I, yeah. I don't know. and Isn't she's definitely just, uh, yeah
0: she's definitely up for it yeah oh definitely. yeah because later on in the interview she says uh chris get me a spin-off i'm ready but <laughs> no i would love to return let's see what the future holds never say never and then she says i'm quite busy at the moment but if doctor who calls i tell you i'll be there in a jiffy i'll get my spanks on so it sounds like if the call came she'd be up for it straight away
1: I'll tell you what I would. Oh, I might take bettings that she'll be in the sixtieth. Yeah, Come on, yeah. I can. I've just. That's going to happen, isn't it? She is going to be in the sixtieth.
0: It's it's a likely thing, isn't it? I defo. can just
1: see that yeah. happening. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be up for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, in a way, a showrunner, you can't really, you can't really shy away from because if you've got a very popular character, and let's not beat around the bush. In a certain way, depending how you look at it, she was more popular than Jodie's doctor when that episode went out. Mm-hmm. She got yeah, so sure. much love. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think people. I mean, I think people seem to gravitate towards her very quickly more than they have with Jodie, and it's just because she had that stronger character and screen presence. You know, she was standing up to the monsters. She seemed very feisty. Um, she just was stronger on screen. Uh, I think. And I think people. That's kind of what people wanted. You know. Um, from the doctor, uh, yeah. which it, it almost made Jodie look even weaker than she is. It's, it, it, I don't know. It's a, it, it, that's what I mean. Would they want to do more of that? Because surely they want to, you know, develop the thirteenth doctor, not make her look. She's on. In, she's out the door in, in anyway, hearing. mate. As good as. Ah, true. Well, true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, fans do seem to to really like. <laughs> Money I for old doctor. rope,
0: mate. Money for old <laughs> rope. <laughs> uh, I read you, mate. I, I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, they have to keep the main Doctor Who show as front and centre and make sure that's a fire on all, on all cylinders, including the actor who's playing the Doctor. But I do think there is some scope to um to do something with Joe Martin's Doctor. I think
1: she's... Definitely.
0: Yeah, I just think like... I don't know. It's just that TARDIS interior, man. It's just so gorgeous. It gets me every time
1: oh it's lovely I'd Love yeah. to see
0: more of that for sure but anyway there we go joe jo martin um please don't start this as one of those oh joe martin's coming back she's not she's just said in this interview that if the opportunity presented itself she would be up for it Totally, which is good yeah right dude there's no other news to talk about so that's that but review time man what that's have we got that. what we got this week
1: Yeah, so yeah, Sarah Jane Adventures, so we're kicking off series five, a very short series this one as well, uh, with the episode Sky.
3: Hello, my name is Miss Myers, and you're going to help me find my child. Whoever left her on my doorstep, that was an accident. I think someone needs me to protect this baby before they come looking for her. Mr. the bloke fell out of the sky, his skin
2: was all metal.
3: Miss Smith is quite used to danger. My child has a destiny. A destiny to change worlds. She is no child; she is a weapon. Click of a switch, it will summon all metal kind. You're bringing your
2: war to Earth. The end is nigh. <laughs> <laughs> nigh.
1: No! The metal <battle> kind. <laughs>
0: he dropped out of plain sky, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, my radio
0: Yeah, we'll come on to that guy uh, So, the episode Sky from the Sarah Jane Adventures was first broadcast on the 3rd of October 2011 and then the second part the day after on the 4th It was written by Phil Ford directed by Ashley Way and stars our usual attic crew that we've seen for the past two series, series, series <laughs> uh, with the introduction of Sinead Michael as the young Sky. And a couple of other, a couple of other peeps there. And the storyline for this one is, uh, it's basically the Terminator. If you've ever seen the Terminator, it's oh, yeah. basically that um, yeah. a child is sent uh, and plopped on the doorstep of Sarah Jane Smith by what I think. I could be wrong, but I think it was the uh, the shopkeeper. I think he was responsible for that. There's always it this conspiracy. Like yeah. Mm. There's always this conspiracy theory with this episode and where people think it's the doctor that dropped Sky off. Because Rani says, Oh, it might have been the doctor, and Sarah's like, No, I don't think so. But from what I gather anyway, towards the end of the episode, it feels like the shopkeeper was responsible for that. So basically, it's a bit like John Connor in The Terminator. Um, Sky has been dropped off. This robot comes back. It almost looks the same visual effects as the Terminator. This thing, this robot man, uh, robot metal kind thing is trying to kill her uh, and they're trying to save her. So basically, if you've seen the Terminator, you'll be very at home uh, with this episode. Uh, they need to uh, protect Sky because, unbeknownst to her, she's been um, a bit like Luke. She's been developed in a lab to be a weapon to take out. The metal kind, there's essentially two planets in this system where the flesh kind and the metal kind have been warring for centuries and they've developed Sky as this weapon, this giant bomb that's gonna take them all out. And it's down to Sarah Jane and those guys to to try and a stop the metal kind robot, b stop um Miss Myers from uh, getting hold of Sky so she can manipulate her into doing that stuff, and then obviously see um is to uh is to stop sky from 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 dying and, and and doing all that destruction and whatnot so the kickoff to series five dude with sky what are your thoughts
1: yeah uh, i thought it was a good little start to series five uh nice introduction of the new character sky as well um i hadn't picked up on the terminator thing uh, next time i watch this i'm so going <laughs> to think of that i can't believe it i felt like the the kid being a bomb had been used somewhere else, though. I kept thinking that all the way through. I'm sure I've seen that in another story or or, or somewhere else, uh, that whole concept. But anyway, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's up there as one of my favourite ever Sarah James, um, but it was a good watch. Um, and as I said, a nice introduction to Sky. Had all the familiar elements in it um which i enjoyed so uh gita and aresh uh, get some good screen time in this and some nice scenes and um bring a smile to my face especially the end i do love gita you know she's really grown on me i know she was i know she could be a bit ott at times but i something about a character that i've just grown to really love so when she pops up at the end and she's clocks sky who's now grown up and hello my darling and all that sort of <laughs> stuff i i just she just brings a smile <laughs> to my face. Um, so some nice stuff with them, uh, cast good again. Um, and Liz Slayton on, on great form. I mean, I, I say that now because obviously we know she was um, uh, diagnosed with cancer at this time. So it, it's probably a difficult time for her to be filming. You, I don't think you'd know at all watching this. There was no point where I thought, oh, Liz looks a bit ill there or, or anything like that. She's absolutely on top form throughout the whole episode. Um, And she looks fantastic in it. So I also love the design of the metal kind. Um, When he first appears, he's got this real classic design. Reminds me of something out of an old 50s sci-fi movie. I think it's the eyes. He's got these weird eyes. Uh, It's a great design. I kind of wish he was in it a little bit more, really. Um, Because he gets defeated pretty quick, doesn't he? Well, not defeated, but he gets locked up pretty quick by old, um, what's her name? uh miss myers. miss myers Oh yeah. i mean she's a bit feisty isn't she so um yes yeah, so I, like, I like love the design of the metal kind paul played by good old paul casey uh who we <laughs> always gets to play these parts i want to meet him because he's just been he's been every monster and robot since the show returned in 2005 i think yeah yeah so it's good design and i was surprised to see the shopkeeper pop up at the end because i thought. um I thought we'd been told that we don't see him again. I thought someone had said that he was supposed to come back in series five, but because obviously poor Liz passed away and it never got completed. I, I, so I, I was led to believe that that was the character that was supposed to return, but we don't see him again. So when he did pop up with his old parrot mate, um, the captain, isn't it? Is that what the parrot's called? The captain, yes. The captain. Yep. Um, I was really pleased because I was like, oh, he is back. Because I'm intrigued by the character. and I know people are probably getting to the point that we don't find out who he is, maybe, is what they mean. So I was pleased to see him pop up and explain sort of um, how the baby ended up on Sarah's doorstep. Because I was worried I'd miss something all the way through. I kept thinking, well, who left the baby there in the first place? And I, I was worried I'd missed a little line or something. So I was quite glad when he popped up and sort of explained that it might have been him. <laughs> so yeah that was cool. So yeah it, it was good. It's it's a good solid little two part story. I don't think it's anything amazing but I think it's a nice start to the series and um it's basically there to introduce sky and I think obviously when this was written there were probably big plans for series 5 or what they were going to do and where they were going to go. So I don't think it's meant to be anything to stand out it's just a it's just to kick off the series but yeah it was it was good I, I enjoyed it
0: oh cool 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 yeah Uh yeah how do you not get the Terminator thing did, I don't know there's even a bit where uh Miss Myers like screeches out in a into the in front of uh Clyde she's like you get in if you want the child to live it's like yeah. a classic <laughs> yes. line from the Terminator films like yes. you know come with me if you want to live sort of thing oh, I
1: didn't, yeah I just didn't Went straight of my yeah is. yeah
0: but anyway aside from that apart from the uh, but you know what sometimes that's not a bad thing like we've said many times you know sci-fi borrows little little chunks and little snippets from other sci-fi it's pretty good yeah um so yeah I think this is a fairly a fairly decent watch dude I'm not going to say it's a great episode a great story um but it's it's still a good it's still a good watch for me it's still a you know a decent thing it has that. I'm amazed that they ca- that they were able to get the, consist- the consistency rocking and rolling still over five series. It's like sometimes mm. with TV shows, when you get past series sort of four, and certainly when you get onto five series and then onwards, it starts to feel like a different show in some respects. Like sometimes you change producers or you change things and the vibe and the look and feel changes a little bit, stuff like that. So it's amazing that we're at episode one of series five, and it still feels like you could slot this into series two, for example, and it would work and it would be good. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's such a, a, yeah, it's such a great consistent show. So I love the fact that even though it's bittersweet that we've started series five because of um, circumstances with Liz Sladen that we know it's, uh, it, you know, it was cut short. It still feels like you said, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not sure when the filming dates were for this one. No, I don't know. I am um, not sure. I know, it, although it came out in October twenty eleven. I think Liz Sladen passed away in April. I think of that year. Yes, so right, yeah. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, she she must have known at this point what was you know uh, that she was ill. But like you said, it's like you would never know. No, she's just so strong, and she's just it's a am- it's that that in itself is amazing to me. It's um, you would never know because sometimes with public figures or movie stars or TV stars, whatever, there's this, like, real big night and day difference between when they were fit and healthy and when they were unwell. I'm trying to think of somebody like Steve Jobs, for example. Like, you know, when he was rocking and rolling and stuff, you know, he was just Steve Jobs. And then there was that time where he appeared and did his last keynote, and you could tell that he he looked awful. You Mm. could tell. Whereas Liz Sladen, it's like, wow, like, just... I, I how I don't know how she continued to do this, but yeah, she's just so I mean, not good any, still.
1: Not only does she look amazing, but her performance is still so strong, isn't mm. it? Like you said, you don't pick up anything. You just wouldn't know at all, I don't think. She's giving it a hundred percent. Um and she's still in it plenty. It's not as if they've, you know, um made it a Sarah Jane Light story to, you know, I don't know if the production team even knew at this point, but but, that you know, that one of the notes I made was when Sarah Jane says she's going to save you, you believe her because she's that strong. You just totally, you're almost punching the your fist in the air say, yeah, go on, Sarah Jane, because you just, she's so strong in her performance when she delivers lines like that. You know, like there's a bit where she's going to rescue Sky from the metal kind or from Miss... Myers or whatever at the end and she says come with me Sky I'm going to sort this out or something and I'm thinking god she just delivers the lines with such conviction that you absolutely believe that if you were in Sky's shoes you would believe that Sarah Jane's going to everything's going to be alright Sarah Jane's mm-hmm. going to sort it we don't know how she doesn't know how but she will do it um, because of the conviction in, in Liz Sladen's performance She's just absolutely firing on all cylinders as usual it's um, yeah it's quite incredible really
0: it is is, ma'am. yeah so, I think more than anything, and it's it's a tricky one really, isn't it? Because although that's incredibly sad, obviously, in a way you don't want that to overshadow the the fact that they were still making Sarah Jane, you know, at that time. You want the episodes to be as great as they can be. It's Although it's in the back of your mind, and it was in the back of my mind when I was watching it, It's mm. you, you also want to try and forget that. You just... You just want to enjoy, you know, a solid, really good Sarah Jane because we haven't reviewed that many with low scores, really. It's a great show, as we've said. So mm. it's hard. It's really hard because I guess it's how you you view life and stuff and, and all that jazz. But, you know, sometimes you have to sort of lock those thoughts away and just enjoy what you're watching. It's hard not to, to bring that stuff into it. But
1: It's funny you say that because, yeah, it was in the back of my mind as well. and And the only reason for that, like you said there's nothing on screen to put that in your mind it's only because we know and i think the reason that it's in the back of my mind watching this is because i'm aware that we've only got two more stores after it so it's a really short we know that this series didn't get completed so that's i think that's the reason it's in my mind when I'm watching this i'm almost savoring every moment thinking oh gosh you know this is near the end i don't want this series to end and we know what was going on, you know, behind the scenes. So it is in the back of your mind, just because of that. I think not because you're seeing on anything on screen and thinking, "Oh dear," you know, so and so, you know, so Liz doesn't look too well or anything like that. Because you don't, you just you just wouldn't know um, at all, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 I think that that's the thing. It's and like you said, it has been a strong series. We haven't, we haven't. I don't think there's been any bad episode. In the whole five series we reviewed, I think there's been some that we've really enjoyed, some that we thought were just a bit, yeah, they were okay, a bit average, but there's been none where we've said, God, I really struggled with this one. You know, I really didn't, you know, that was really poor. I think there was one story perhaps that we've reviewed lower than any other out of the whole five series. I can't remember which one it was now, um, where we said it was probably a bit below par, but that's it. Yeah. It's been such such a solid run of, (laughs) Adventures, <laughs> you know, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> no, it's been it's been really cool, man, and this is no exception. Although this isn't my, I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the uh, no. of the Sarah Jane Adventures overall. It's still a good watch. Now, there's a couple of things that lean into why I feel that way. The first one is there there is a little, there's a small part of me that the the Sky character it feels like a little bit like the Luke situation yeah yeah
1: very much so yeah i thought that yeah
0: so although they're different enough that you couldn't say okay that's just a carbon copy of either the luke character or the circumstances on how luke it's not an exact carbon copy but it does still feel familiar enough that it's like okay we've been down this road before Mm. and uh, and there was no way that sarah jane was going to say that sky couldn't live with her so the the whole for those listeners that have not seen this episode, the whole thing with Sky is that she was ab- she was abandoned on Sarah Jane's doorstep as just a little baby, and they didn't know immediately that it was that Sky was an alien. It's not until she starts blowing light bulbs everywhere and she's got like this big electrical e- EMP kind of charge thing happening, and then almost overnight she grows into like a. You know a teenage girl I think she's like thirteen, twelve or thirteen, something like that, yeah, like overnight and um and that's when we dive into as the story progresses that's where we find out from Miss Meyer Miss Myers that um she created this person as a weapon and uh yeah, so it, the the circumstances about how she became that age and how all that stuff slightly different to Luke, but essentially it's like the same thing with Luke like she was never going to turn Luke away. And she kind of adopted him and, you know, they have a, they have a great relationship now and it's the same thing, isn't it? It's like she was never going to turn her away. So she's now she's adopted sky. And, uh, I guess as the series would have progressed if we had got more then that relationship would have may, may have been the focus for the show. How, you know, those two alongside Clyde and Ronnie, you know, uh, just developed the adventures of you know literally the title as it says the adventures of sarah jane and and that kind of thing but yeah it's an interesting character sky so i like it that it's it does add another character in the mix i don't think it feels too crowded which is good but i do feel it's a bit too similar to luke
1: yeah i i did as well it's i wasn't sure how i felt about that because it feels intentional because they even sort of mentioned the fact similar to Luke. But um, but also I wondered why they did that. So I totally get why where you're coming from on that one. It just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just wonder why did they decide to, it's almost like they feel like they need to replace, uh, uh, put a new character in to sort of keep the series fresh. But I wonder why they decided to go down that road of um, doing a sort of, another version of Luke. I don't know. No. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it, because it does feel a little bit of a rehash of an idea, but it, it still works very well. Maybe there's just, I don't know, that maybe there's only so so many ways they could bring in a character to, who's going to live with Sarah Jane. That um, You know, how do you explain that? You can't just have a, a random kid turn up and, and decide to live with Sarah Jane. So I guess it's got to be an alien of some kind. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know quite how they could have got around it, but... Yeah, it did feel a little bit like they were recycling the Luke idea, and I wasn't sure why uh, they needed to do that. Yeah. you know, not, not sure where they were going to go with it in, in this series. Well, I think it was...
0: Um, I mentioned earlier about this conspiracy around, was it the Doctor that dropped Sky off or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I think initially when they were... Um, uh, I think the initial thing was that the doctor, Matt Smith's doctor, was meant to have dropped Sky off. And then they were going to develop this. Uh, I think it was meant to be like the doctor knew that the baby was, going to, was a weapon. But because of the events that were happening around A Christmas Carol and that kind of time frame, the doctor mm. was just, and it sounds very off the cuff, but the doctor was just too busy. to deal with that. So the next logical person that could handle that sort of thing would naturally be Sarah Jane. So that was the thing. But I think because of what they, because of Liz Sladen's, you know, that's that stuff. They obviously thought, well, we can't, we're not going to be able to progress that. So Mm. the shopkeeper was sort of drafted in at the last minute, um, as a replacement for the doctor doing it sort of thing. So the conspiracy theory is around what would have happened if, they'd completed series five and then Matt Smith was meant to come back for another episode and all that stuff. Um, so that is kind of correct. But yeah, the shopkeeper, I think was meant to be responsible for that.
1: Yeah. But, I, yeah. I mean, both work, don't they? I yeah. mean, that's the thing. It doesn't really matter. Either character works quite well in a way. I kind of like the fact it's the shopkeeper because it's a bit different rather than bringing the doctor into it again. I, I, as I said, I'm quite intrigued by the character of the shopkeeper. So I I think in my head I'm going to keep it that it was him. I just think it's slightly more interesting than if the doctor did it, because the doctor probably would have you no know, said hello maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but it's a great um, it's it's a great way to kind of keep the, the the show fresh, I guess. I mean, that's one of the best ways with TV shows is that you introduce another character and see how the mm. dynamics work and how it changes things and how you can progress the show and whatnot. Um, so it's not it's not a terrible idea or anything. It's um, I just felt like it was familiar territory. It was like we were treading uh, familiar ground again. But the, the character of Sky, um, not too bad. And the, the 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 young actress that played Sky was wasn't too bad. Was it Sinead Michael? I don't know what she's done since then. But um, yeah, she wasn't too bad.
1: No, I, I thought she was all right actually. Because I mean, when you get an actor of that age, they can be a bit hit and miss, especially when they're given you know, stuff to do like that where they've got to act a bit alien and she doesn't know anything and what's a bomb or what's this? And she's a bit like Luke did in his first story, asking lots of questions. Um, it's easy to sort of overplay that when you're a child actor. And I, I think she was um, fine. I, I mean, she, she wasn't outstanding. She wasn't amazing, but she wasn't bad either. And that you do feel a nice um, connection between her... And Sarah Jane, I think, already, you know, there's this sort of mother-like, you know, you, you feel like Sarah Jane has is, is already decided she's going to look after this girl no matter what. She's going to keep her safe. So um, I think the two of them work quite well together, considering that she is a new character. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel like um, – she felt like she fitted in pretty well very quickly, I think, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. She didn't seem yeah. out of place, if you know what I mean. It, you, you weren't sort of thinking, oh, who's this? joining the attic crew you know a bit like maria and um who was the other character that that was in the series you know that she fitted in very nicely i thought Mm -hmm. as sky yeah i think it was just a little bit distracting that's all the fact she was so similar to the character of luke being this sort of um she doesn't know anything sort of thing about Mm. earth
0: yeah
1: but but no as in terms of her acting i think she was she was fine
0: yeah yeah, what did you think to the subplot? Well, the main plot, I guess, with um, uh, Miss Myers, who is part of this from this planet, the uh, the flesh kind, and its neighbouring planet, the metal kind. Mm. That kind of story. That's um, n- nothing too crazy there in terms of story. It's a good old uh, the Carlids and the and the what you know. We, we've seen this plenty of times in Doctor Who, yeah. like two w- warring factions and. You know, it's down to the doctor in this, or in this case, Sarah Jane, to um, to sort of put a stop to that stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, like you said, the design of the the metal kind of character was very good. It was a really good opening shot when, um, like I mentioned, the visual effect of that orb, that sphere, yeah, um, and then he just appears and stuff. But then the the way that that was directed and shot was really good. It was uh, he looked just like a real badass kind of like oh my god what's going on with this and the way he sort of cricks his metal neck and he's like right I'm down to business and uh mm. and that, um, that homeless guy is uh uh crapped his pants and runs off you know that opening bit was really good because you thought wow this this guy means business and uh so yeah that was kind of cool the the storyline and how they got sort of drawn into the mix of it and and that sort of thing but the the metal kind dude looked pretty good
1: he did look good, didn't he? Yeah, it's a great opening shot. I, I, one of the things I was surprised about, um, although we've said the production values of Sarah Jane are, are really good considering the budget it would have had, um, to me it looks like they've taken a little step up, uh, if anything. Um, I thought the production values of this were great, mm. uh, like the explosions, the actual special effects themselves, like I said, that big orb at the start looked great. I mean, it didn't, it didn't look dated at all. Um, and the same when old uh, miss i keep forgetting her name <laughs> that's why i keep miss saying miss, the old yeah. miss myers that's the one when she appears again you get the orb effect and um yeah i was just surprised the whole production values look pretty good i mean they they do spend a lot of time in like a um what do you call it
0: you know a power station
1: power station yeah, yeah. which is not the most glamorous of locations <laughs> and can look a bit tacky because a lot of sci-fi shows use them because they look a bit different um, but it, it's used quite well I think but yeah just overall I thought production looked pretty good I felt like um, you know it'd been given a decent budget and they'd, they'd used it sort of thing mm-hmm. especially with the design of the metal kind I, as I said I think it would have been nice to have seen him a bit more of him because he is quite intimidating in his look isn't he his mm-hmm. features are very sharp and and uh, quite he's quite a scary looking guy so Maybe he was going to come back at some point. I don't
0: know. Yeah, and he had some decent, some decent kit upon his person as well. It looked like he could turn invisible. There's a, oh, yeah. a, a dist- about that, really yeah. good camera view where it's like you see his point of view, first person, as he's walking down the street. Because I thought that car coming up is going to go nuts when they see him.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I, yeah,
0: yeah. Then I realised, oh, he's invisible. We're just seeing like mm-hmm. these green lenses of um of what he's seeing. And it's quite funny when Clyde sees the footprints in the flower oh. bed and and he taps on him and stuff so i love uh, that scene yeah that, that was, was quite cool good. but yeah the 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 um the metal kind thing was quite an interesting thing like this boron they could go a bit science so you don't know like boron based mm. uh, life forms whatever um but miss myers she was an interesting one because i felt like she started off strong but then just progressively got a bit weaker because when yeah. she first turned up she zapped everybody you know she's like zap 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 and like she mind controls that dude And i thought wow she means business as well this is going to be a a big tear up later but then she doesn't use that anymore like she so easily could have just zapped clyde or zapped somebody and like she did in the opening couple of minutes but she ends up just being a bit of a talker (laughs) Hmm. unfortunately but she wasn't bad it was just um i don't know i felt like she had a, a really good entrance into it and uh yeah, and then there was nothing, really. She was just sort of talks for a while, and she does, she has like the evil cackly typical like, um, like you heard in the trailer there. You know, she's like, yeah. she goes a little bit pantomime, but yeah, a bit talky rather than actiony.
1: Yeah, performance-wise she was okay, but yeah, the the character didn't really go anywhere, did it? I, I thought, thought exactly the same as you. She comes out and you think, uh-oh, who's this? Like, she's going to tear the place up, and yeah, she doesn't. She just kind of grabs... Clyde and you think "Uh oh poor old Clyde and then the next thing they're in the power station and he's just kind of stood there and I'm thinking what's happening what they're waiting for why are they mm-hmm. they could have so easily just taken the the baby off of him like ages ago why have they plunked him in the middle of a room and let him run off it yeah it didn't really yeah mm. she just didn't really go anywhere that character it's a shame really
0: yeah and I think she does have a bit of a Doctor Who villain vibe towards the end because you don't see much of her in the last act I suppose and then mm-hmm. when Sarah Jane goes back to the to the power station to um to try and sort her out she's developing her own plan she's basically she's wired up the the metal kind dude so that he can be a beacon and summon them all and then when they're all there then sky can do a bomb thing yeah uh but then obviously that gets foiled as we expected it would do so she's not she's not bad and she does have a bit of a, a pantomimey feel at times but she certainly i just wanted her to be more zappy zappy <laughs> uh, throughout it and just, you know, stuff like that. But she wasn't too bad.
1: A little bit of yeah. wasted potential, I think, yeah. A wee bit, you, you, yeah. You just reminded me of a good scene, actually, talking about um, Sky being a bomb, is uh, when Mr. Smith is scared of her and he won't come out. <laughs> 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 I just thought he was broken. I'm like, what's up with Mr. Smith? Well, we'd already it's... had
0: the bloody fanfare once.
1: Oh, I know, that fanfare. And she said quickly as well. She's like, quickly, I need you. Yeah. He still did, has to do his full... Yeah, on, he's uh, a bit of a queen
0: like, isn't he yeah
1: he is yeah but he it's is. fun,
0: isn't it because even in the story like this bit where the the music's a bit sinister and it's a bit like you know things are hitting the fan left right and center and uh but they just cut that sinister music and we get the da, 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 da. it's yeah. like the, the thing <laughs> it almost breaks up the flow of the um of, of those scenes a little bit but yeah old mr smith it. yeah
1: i just like that she's like come out there's nothing to be scared of <laughs> yeah but it's a
0: nice little refresher though so if you if you've jumped on to sarah jane fresh at this point and you've not seen it before they do give you a little bit of an insight into what mr smith is you know they oh, t- yeah. he reveals like um uh the the alien that he is i can't remember the name of the alien he is because he is a. Uh, Zylock or something. Isn't uh, that's yeah, Zylock. Yeah, because we have to forget that he isn't a computer. He is actually an alien thing, but he's just, you know, it's a, uh, whatever. But yeah, it's a good little refresher for um for fans that might have jumped on at this point and have not seen any Sarah Jane before, um because they might just assume he's some kind of supercomputer without any kind of consciousness, where he's not. He's a, he's not an AI. He's a an actual thing. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and what do you think to um? to Clyde and Rani because they have slightly different roles in this one they don't tag team up like they usually do it's Rani goes off with Sarah Jane for some of it and then Clyde gets you know charged with looking after baby <laughs> baby Sky which he seems a little bit of a natural to begin with but then he sort of starts to run out of ideas and stuff it's quite cool
1: yeah I think it gives, um, it gives uh, Daniel Anthony, um some nice moments to do his comedy style that he does. And uh, they're not quite nice scenes when he's doing, uh, Sid the sleeve and all <laughs> that sort of thing. So yeah, he gets left holding the baby quite literally, doesn't he? But what was nice about that is that they, the uh, Phil Ford uses that later to sort of, um, warm the audience towards sky. Cause I really loved the bits at the end when sky remembers the stuff that Clyde did when, and he's like, Oh, you remember that as a baby. And she's like, yeah, I love Sid the Sleeve and all that sort of thing. I thought, like, oh, that's lovely. That's a, you a know, really nice bit of writing, the way that, that she still remembers mm. it. So you then start to already, you're starting to like this new character because she's very sweet and she's remembered the stuff that Clyde did to try and make her laugh and all that sort of thing. So rather than just being a throwaway little comedy scene, you know, it actually had a bit of emotion to it at the end of the story. So I really liked that. And um, Clyde's uh, Daniel Anthony is really good at those Sort of scenes, I think he plays that sort of comedy quite well. So I liked all that stuff.
0: Mm. And Rani she was um, she was quite, um, she was quite good actually because she she provided the, because all Clyde. Um, I wouldn't say that we ventured back into just one-liners too much, but like you said, he does provide those quips and stuff like that. So you can't yeah. have two people doing the same thing. So. She does provide that kind of um, sort of head on straight, if you know what I mean. She's got a sensible head on her shoulders a lot of the time. And um, uh, yeah, so I think she was uh, n- nothing too crazy from her in terms of what her character has to do or her performance, but still a still a good one from Anjuli, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like when she gets a text message from Sarah Jane, she's straight out the door and... You know, she, she is a good, good character, isn't she? And uh, I like the fact that Geeta's kind of just got used to it now. She doesn't <laughs> oh, question, yeah. well, where are you going? Or she's like, oh, it's Sarah Jane, she's in trouble. Oh, fine. Okay, my darling, see you later, and all that sort of stuff. And so, the, again, it's a nice bit of character progression there that, um, you know, that uh, Rand is growing up and she can handle herself and all that mm. sort of stuff. So, yeah, but I can't remember too many things from a, in this story particularly. Uh, it's not to say she's not good in it, but... um. Yeah, she doesn't get as many moments, I don't
0: think, as the other guys. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, you're right. And talking of her parents, Haresh was funny in this one. He's just losing yeah. his rag every. <laughs> the bulbs, the light bulbs. Yeah, and then the uh, Miss Myers turns up. He thinks they are the, the electricity company, and, mm. you know, and he's losing his mind. And, and then at the end, where it all goes off again, he's like, right, we're having this whole house rewired. And, you know, Keita's just like, oh, whatever. He's, they've got that real typical kind of. um. Uh, husband and wife kind of bant between them you're like they've been together long enough now that she knows oh he's in one of his moods whatever you know and the same for him he's like yeah uh, here we go (laughs) because i think uh doesn't Gita to say something about he he winds her up basically towards the beginning and then at the end he's got the hump so she's winding him up they've got that really cool sort of typical husband and wife dynamic they've been together for donkey's years and yeah they're quite funny
1: yeah, yeah, I like those. I, I I just like the scenes between them. They always bring a nice bit of um fun to the story as well, don't they? They are great. Those two.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, and okay, and what did you think? Just lastly, then, what do you think to the conclusion? Because um, we like I said, we always knew that Sarah Jane wouldn't say no to Sky living with them, and uh, and then we see them uh, kind of ready to rock and roll for episode two, I suppose. Like Sky's, you know. I think she's got her own clothes by the end of it, not just some hand-me-downs from Luke. And and then we get that (laughs) nice, little, lovely little voiceover that they do at the opening and the closing from Sarah Jane, those episodes. And uh, yeah, so it was a nice little conclusion, really. Although it wasn't the strongest episode, it wrapped it up nicely. And then you're excited then to crack on and see what episode two offers, I think.
1: It it did leave me wanting more. I was going to say, it it did. It, It introduced the character, and it was a nice little watch, And then it's like you said, right? We're ready to go. And I thought you can tell that this was going to just kick off, you know, a cracking series. It's such a shame that you know it never got finished because I, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen the the next episodes. I don't know how the series wraps up, how they managed to, you know, get round the fact that it, it never was never completed. So I don't know where these characters go or what happens or anything like that. But I did get that feeling at the end of it of right, they've introduced Sky, good little story, let's go, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I just wish um, we had a full series to get into, because I am quite excited, with it has freshened up the you know, the program, it, it didn't need it. it I was enjoying it perfectly well uh, just having Rani and, and Clyde um, but it's added in a new character and she seems to fit in well and yeah, by the end of it I was just ready to, let's go into the next one, let's see what happens now and mm-hmm. see see how these guys get on and stuff, and then the next time trailer looks really good, it's uh looks like it's a, a Clyde central story. And yeah, yep. yeah it was a good next time trailer. So yeah, it just left me wanting to move on to the next story. And, um, it did its job. I think I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's get into the next one. Yeah. Obviously I didn't, I'm saving it till we watch it, but, uh, yeah.
0: No, it's good, and I like that they they brought back the shopkeeper dude with the parrot, the captain thing because mm. it kind of he didn't explicitly say anything, but it kind of alluded to the fact that he would pop up again at some point throughout the series, which would have been cool because every time that he's there, Sarah Jane's really intrigued. Like who are like she asks him again, like who are you? What's oh. what's going on? And then he's very elusive in both in the time he's there. He's only there for a couple of minutes and also what the information he's giving her because he's there to collect Sky. He's there to take her back to wherever she... Well, he's there to take her somewhere. We don't know where. But then she's like, no, I want to stay with Sarah Jane. He's like, okay, cool, cool. But then, snap of the fingers, he's gone. And us, as the viewer, like Sarah Jane, is like, god, I want to find out exactly who he is and stuff. So it would have been nice, like you said, if they had finished the series. We maybe would have seen a bit more insight into what who he is what he is you know and what what he's doing so that would have been cool but you know and then it's really nice at the end like, let's get some pizza and sky's like what's pizza and you think oh we've got all this lovely <laughs> stuff to come You know that we did with Luke, yeah. where we have to sort of train him on what human what being human is like and these different things so it was a cool ending it was a nice little Luke, nice little Luke wrap does- up
1: Luke does pop up in the beginning as well, doesn't he? We know nice just to keep him in the loop and still there on his screen doing uni stuff. And do, do we ever, do we know who the shopkeeper was going to turn out to be? Or was that never solved? Like I'm assuming the writers had some idea where they were going with the characters, but, but has that ever been spoke about or cause I can't, I, I just had a quick search. I couldn't see anything about who he was going to turn out to be or, or what the character was, which in a way I don't mind. Cause I quite, I quite like the mystery. Uh, to be honest with you. But Hmm. I don't know. Has it ever been... I don't know who created the characters. Phil Ford ever come out and said, oh, he was going to turn out to be this or, you know?
0: I think think we spoke about this. Um,
1: Yeah, I have a feeling we did. Yeah,
0: so... um, So... He
1: wasn't going to be like the Doctor or something, was he? Well,
0: he was going to be this character called the Corsair. Or it was alluded to the fact that he was the Corsair, who was a Time Lord... Similar oh, sort of thing it, to The Doctor, a bit of an adventurer, blah, blah, blah. But it came yeah. from, I have to get, I make sure my is in check here, but I think it came from, so Neil Gaiman wrote this book called 11 Things You Probably Didn't Know About the Corsair. And Russell T. Davis had looked at it and thought, um, well, it was a page. Neil Gaiman, it was a book called The Brilliant Book, and there was a year. I think it was called The Brilliant Book something. And there was a section in there, in, in that book, said 11 things you probably didn't know about the Corsair. And uh, Russell T. Davis said, "Actually, um, I think that the shopkeeper is the Corsair because there are so many similarities between that character and the shopkeeper and stuff like that." And um, and uh, and the Corsair was this kind of pirate-looking sort of character. Who had a p- parrot on his shoulder, and mm. you know, was this uh, person of color and and all this thing. So I think Russell T. Davis has kind of alluded to the fact along with sort of people that have insights like Neil Gaiman and stuff, that the shopkeeper is in fact a time lord. Um, I like that idea. And he's in cahoots every now and then with the Doctor. He's kind of putting the, the world back in order and the universe in some mm-hmm. sort of order, either in front or before or after the Doctor, something like that. But
1: No, I like I like that because I can imagine him travelling in a TARDIS with the parrot mm-hmm. and meeting up with Matt's Doctor and then having a bit of a ch- I can just see it. You know, like Matt doctor saying, "Oh, you know, can you go and sort this out? Take this baby. I, I haven't got time." And you know, I, li- I really like the idea. Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm, I'm, okay. Our listeners might correct me on that. I have to make sure I've got my memory, uh, my like words or got my memory head on. But <laughs> I think that's what the deal was. So it's never been confirmed. I don't think the Beeb or any showrunners have said, "Yeah, that is the the course or anything." But I think it's just a nice little, yeah. We'll leave that in the background. If you want to to name drop and call it, you know, and link the two, then great. But yeah, it's an yeah. interesting character, though, the way they've done it in in the Sarah Jane Ventures. It is kind of intriguing, for sure.
1: Yeah, no, it's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I dude, I've got nothing else on my list. Have you got anything else you want to bring up?
1: Uh, no, just uh, the fact it was nice to see uh, Professor... Celeste Rivers back I just love I love Floella Benjamin obviously I grew up as a kid watching play school so she's not the best actress bless her (laughs) you know she's a bit uh, but I I just think it's lovely to see her pop up again she's just I just love Floella Benjamin anyway and uh, yeah the (laughs) The um, the guy with the radio. Anything to say about him before we wrap up? Oh, you, sorry. Oh God, you, you liked
0: yeah. him, didn't you? Oh mate, I'm glad you reminded me because he. <laughs> I was going to bring him up earlier, but then we started talking about something else. But yeah, that yeah. dude. Uh, what a fun little little character little that character. was. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that was. Um, I think it was. oh what's the uh, the char- the the actor's name? Uh, I think it was. I think the character name was Hector
1: i think it's hector yeah yeah
0: and he was played by peter hugo daily i'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. him but yeah what a fun little character though because we knew that we would revisit him because he witnesses the metal kind guy doesn't he at the beginning yeah and then when they're back at the scene because they're uh they they label it up as like a meteorite landing and stuff so you've got the scientists there and um they're having to look around and we knew that he was gonna um pop back up and uh the the way he played I'm, I'm not sure if the director was like you know i don't know if like ashley way was like look we want you to play him this way or if the actor was like well you know just let me run with it and you know i'll do it but either way he's got this right little yeah i don't know i kind of saw him there and i legged off the and all that lot, and he's just got a it's such a lovely little vibe about him and um Mm-hmm. the way that sarah jane fixes his radio he's over the moon bit. like because he's a bit yeah. of a quirky weird sort of guy he collects batteries of all things in his little makeshift sort of you know thing that where he lives and and his radio doesn't work and she fixes it and he's over the moon and that sort of thing he's just one of those really fun little quirky um he just made me smile man he was so so cool
1: i i loved that scene when she fixed the radio of a sonic lipstick he's like with a lipstick. She's like, I can do it if you tell me, you know, I thought it was a lovely, lovely scene between the two. It's also nice when Professor Rivers starts um, zapping with her lipstick. She's like, (laughs) oh, I want one of those. Zap, zap, zap. So, yeah, it's a lovely little moments um, with those little side characters. Yeah, really, really fun. I think those moments make these stories that perhaps are, you know, not as strong with their storyline. It's just so many lovely moments that are beautifully written like that, that, you know, elevate these episodes up, isn't it?
0: it is yeah yeah and those little touches as well like um professor rivers where she's like i can't keep up i've got wellingtons on and
1: oh yeah there's little
0: funny <laughs> genuine little moments smiles isn't yeah. it? it's
1: not like it's not forced or it's just genuine lovely little moments yeah
0: yeah it's cool yeah okay well yeah thank yeah, you for I'm reminding me you. about about that dude because i completely um <laughs> forgot <laughs> yeah. okay scores on the doors if you've got nothing else, dude, um, no. uh, I think it's me to go first. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10.
1: Snap. Oh, you so a 7. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm yeah. A 7. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's definitely a good watch. It's definitely, a, it's nice to be back on Sarah Jane with Series 5. It's a, it's a fairly decent opener. There are just some things where it felt like uh, too familiar territory with things, like the, um, the whole raging war thing between the two planets, although that's kind of cool. In its way, in its own way, it's um, you know we've not seen anything that's not original in itself. Um, and then the whole Sky character, while she's you know she's very cool and she's sweet and everything, um, it does feel a lot like which we, we've had this already with Luke. So, um, yeah. uh, however, Liz Sladen is just just bang on the money every time so it's a joy to to watch knowing what she was going through at the time it's i just cannot still can't believe that but yeah so a, a seven for me indeed fairly decent
1: yeah exactly the same exactly the same exactly the same
0: cool right what did our listeners think we had three audio clips in this week let's kick off with the usual from down under sammy satine
1: Hey, gary and adam sammy satine here so sky it was all right sky seems like a nice kid Nice to see Professor Rivers, the shopkeeper and the captain. I don't think much of Sky's mum. I really don't have much to say about this one. It's a massive shame your reviews of the Sarah Jane adventures are coming to an end.
3: How are you going to fill the Sarah Jane adventures shaped hole in the schedule now? I would really like
1: to know. Anyway, I give it... Five metal
0: kinds out of ten. See ya. Five Only five, five. Five from Sammy. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy. It's um yeah, we will have a hole to fill, but we've got plenty of um we have plenty of Doctor Who left to uh to get mm-hmm. stuck into. Mainly classic stuff and a bit of torchwood left, but uh uh but yeah, cool. A five from Sammy, middle of the road. Mm. From old Sammy satine Uh moving on. This is Joe Turner.
3: I found Sky to be an average episode. Overall, you can see the production value has gone up, which is apparent at the start with a gorgeous CGI planet, along with the explosion when the meteorite hits the scrapyard, and the metal kind of sign, which is really quite threatening and Terminator-like. I love the idea of a war raging out in the Tornado Nebula, between two planets, one flesh and one metal, however I thought this episode lacked scale, therefore the threat level for me was lessened because of it. I found Sky a little annoying but bearable. The episode was too confined for me to settings like the nuclear power station and Bannerman Road. But also, the episode was a lot of exposition or talking. But there were some nice, light-hearted moments too, with Professor Rivers and El Welles, and Geaton Huresh, especially Huresh, who continued to lose his temper over the electricity. So overall, I found this episode to be average, I found it to be quite weak in places, and I felt that there was a lot more story to be explored and shown as well. So overall, I give this episode a six point five out of ten. Thank you.
0: Another middle of the roadish score. Hmm. Yeah, six point five. Six point five from Joe. And you're right, man. It was funny watching Haresh lose his mind over. So, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I think but,
1: we could all feel the frustration, couldn't we? The nagging and oh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I also agree as well that there is. That I think there was more story to tell there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um. But no. Okay. Six point five. Then from Joe. And lastly, this is Mr. Tardisnet sixty-six.
2: I hate to say it, but for me, if this is where the Jane Adventures began to lose its spark, unfortunately, due to Elizabeth Sladen's rather tragic passing, it never stays around long enough to be able to justify telling further stories. I don't like the acting and instruction of Sky. As she seems like a repeat of the same storyline and character as Luke. And although the themes of challenging morality, of sacrificing a child as a weapon in war, is potentially interesting. The problem is that it's presented so incredibly simplistically that it doesn't challenge the audience in any way. I feel like the story would have been better if Miss Myers had more empathy as a villain. Obviously, Elizabeth Sladen is a great leading figure. I like the inclusion of the shopkeeper at the end and the scenes with Clyde and Sky as a baby are a lot of fun to watch. It's not terrible, just unoriginal and disappointing. I give it a 5 out of 10.
1: Mm Mhm. Ooh, another one that's a bit low. Another 5, yeah. I
0: think the common theme coming through here is uh, the originality is not there that we've seen from some previous, especially series openers, you know.
1: And I think perhaps a bit of wasted potential as well. Um, I agree with what, what these guys are saying, like the the villains, you know, like the metal kind, he looked so good, there was but threat levels not really there. I think it could have been utilised a bit better, maybe. Yeah, I agreed.
0: Okay, uh, we had a few over on the socials then. So Chippy T says, I like the idea of a character as a bomb. Sure, uh, I've seen it elsewhere, Old Who or Trek, um, but here it's also used as a plot device to introduce Sky. As a long-term team member, good mix of threat and comedy. Sadly, the idea couldn't be followed through, but I did enjoy seven point five. Okay. Our writer Jordan Shortman said not a fan of this one. Oh, but series five was understandably cut short before it could be uh, before it could get really good. Sky feels like a rehash of the Luke storyline. Uh, it would have been great to see her character explored more, especially as she was supposed to be something to do with the trickster. Oh. Uh, okay, and lastly, Sarah Louise, the running Hoovian. Says, this one didn't grab me in the same way other episodes have, but it was still a good watch with some great lines. My favorite being, none of us can help the way we come into this universe, but we all have a say in what we become. Oh, yes. Do you know what, Sarah? That is, oh, yeah, that's a great line. That is a good
1: line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: And Sarah gives us a 7 out of 10. Thank you very much, guys, on Twitter and over on Facebook. Andrew Stewart. This is a really long one, so I'm just going to summarise here. So it's, uh, such a great start to the beginning. The concept is really interesting. A child made by her mother to be a bomb and destroyer of metal kind. It's such a great concept. And the story is well-paced and really fun. Uh, Alyssa Alice Lay- Alice is absolutely amazing. And reading about it, she had just been diagnosed with cancer at this point, but still made this series. And uh, And as she knew... That's what the kids and fans of Doctor Who wanted. Uh, then goes on to say, overall, I really, really enjoy this story. I'm giving an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. oh, nice one, Andrew. And uh, Joseph Howarth says, uh, while I think this is a good start to the season, I do feel like it's incomplete because we have plot threads to future episodes that don't really go anywhere, seeing as we know that the show's fate uh, is, even if it's a nice surprise to see The Shopkeeper again. I do feel yeah. like it's a bit of a retread. Uh, of when the first show started, but it's not a bad thing, but it is noticeable. Uh, Miss Myers was such, uh, was just an over-the-top villain, and honestly, I think the war is wrong. Morale was on the nose at times. Uh, But Joseph gives it a seven. Okay. Seven out of ten. Seven. Yes, and that was all we had on Facebook, dude. So thank you very much, um, you guys, for sending in the audio clips and uh, getting involved over on socials. Next week, bud, what are we doing?
1: a we've got a big one next week. I think... This is a seven-parter, is it? I'm not sure. But anyway, six or seven, we, yeah. Yeah. So we're going back r- right near the start to the first appearance of the Daleks. Yeah, so a bit of Hartnell next week. So, yeah, the Daleks.
0: A bit of Hartnell. So the pilot's out the way, effectively, on an earthly child. That's done. We're now into, like, the series proper. You know, we're into I'm the proper one.
1: I'm just Googling, because it's a long time since I've watched this. Just googling to see how many episodes it is. In fact, I've got a default. I've got a faulty disc because <laughs> oh. I, I I bought it when it first came out, and uh, you know, typical BBC, it had a fault. Uh, the layer transition skips about half an episode, which might be a blessing. I can't
0: remember. Ah, okay, um, right.
1: so it's a seven. Yeah, seven episodes. This one wows us. Um, but don't worry I'll, I'll find a way to watch it <laughs> properly it's, um, it's not a problem
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh cool so yeah going back to the 60s then episode the second ever episode of Doctor Who yeah. the Daleks so the episode, crikey so that's what we've got to look forward to next week so I think we'll wrap there dude for episode 303 okay <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back and listening to another week of us waffle on about Doctor Who. Uh, That was episode 303. It's been great to have you all here, wherever you're listening. Uh, It's good to have you here. Those of you that have jumped on board have just discovered our show. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here. And the long-time listeners, the Grizzle Ancients, good to have you back. As always, next week then, as Adam said, we're going to review The Daleks, the first Doctor uh, series, uh, episode from series one. So, um for me, this is a Brit box for sure I'm not going to be up and down <laughs> off the sofa putting seven discs in and out so if you've got a brick box, then fire that up or if you've got the legs then uh get your dVDs out and uh and watch all those because we'll be asking for your thoughts and reviews as always so that's going to be a good one next week in the meantime head over to the website big you can listen to all of our shows over there and uh there are links to all the various podcast apps um so give us a follow on those things spotify apple Podcasts, all that stuff we'd love to have you as a follower on the show that way you won't miss a show when it lands every single friday we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook links on the website or do a search for us come and give us a follow there we chat doctor who throughout the week and uh, also check out all the cool articles and reviews from our writing team on the website some cool stuff there and lastly we have a free discord server as well There's a link on the website. Come and uh, join. It's free and hang out and chat. Uh, Plenty of Doctor Who and all stuff related to Doctor Who over there. Some really cool folks there. Uh, It's a good place to hang out. Uh, Also, as I said earlier, remember, do not forget to go and check out Adam's channel over on YouTube, which is called (laughs) The Geek's Handbag. The Geek's
1: Handbag. Yes. Got some new vids up. I've been bashing out the vids of lights go and have a look
0: at them <laughs> it definitely yeah some great stuff there and also as i said earlier there's years worth of very cool uh, videos there so um go and grab yourself a cup of tea settle in and watch uh, plenty of adam's stuff there's loads of good stuff over there and adam is on the socials too under the same name the geeks handbag instagram twitter and facebook go and uh, hunt him down give him a <laughs> like and a follow yes indeed yes indeed right okay dude uh, we'll be back uh, next week for episode 304 until then take care of yourselves and stay healthy my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember and.